today we dive into some Reddit articles, confession articles, read them, give our opinion on it, and, you know, analyze the thought process of these articles. So this first one that I'm going to read is on Reddit confession, and it says, when I was a teen, I lied about my mental health for attention. A little over a decade ago, I was a freshman in high school, and almost every friend I had was dealing with some sort of mental illness. The only kids that were ever nice to me in school were the kids with learning disabilities. We were a lower group of friends and we always stood up for each other because we all got bullied a lot. For some reason, medication and therapy was often a hot topic for us at lunch. They were always talking about therapists and different doctors they had. Hearing about my friends being able to just sit down to talk about their feelings with an adult made me feel jealous. And for some reason, my teenage brain thought the best way to get the attention I wanted was to start telling very drastic lies. I would start conversations with my friends at lunch about offing myself, hoping a teacher would hear the discussion and report me. At my, church youth, at my church's youth group, I was making up sob stories to the adult leaders. I remember googling the symptoms of depression and writing letters to the leaders with some of the symptoms sprinkled in, hoping they'd figure it out and be concerned about me. One day the school counselor showed up to my class, a PSA about depression and self-injury and after class that day I made an appointment with the counselor and told her I was having suicidal thoughts. Of course she had to call my parents and my mom came to pick me up from school that day. Within a week I had my first appointment with my own therapist who I continued lying to because I wanted to care about me. A few times before my appointment I would google the symptoms of other mental illnesses to try to convince my therapist that I really was mentally ill. I really tried giving her to believe I had OCD but I think she saw right through me. I never stopped lying about being depressed. Sometimes she would call my school and advise the counselor and other administrators about me. Something about knowing how many people cared about how I felt really did it for me. I remember sitting in the therapist's office trying to think of the most concerning things I could say to her because I knew she was going to be calling and emailing other people about me. During that whole time, my mother barely spoke to me. Usually when she's mad, she doesn't speak to or acknowledge me for a few days. But this time she didn't speak to me for at least a whole month. I remember trying to have a conversation with her several times and she just gave me a blank stare like she really didn't care about what I said. She barely ever made eye contact with me. I eventually stopped trying to talk to her and the house was so quiet my dad said that I single-handedly train wrecked our household. When my mom did start to talk to me, she said I wasn't being fair to her or my dad because dad was trying to sell his firearm and shouldn't have to do that. I eventually couldn't keep up with my lies and I was afraid I had permanently ruined my family. Why not after screaming and cussing me out of hours, my mom demanded to know why I was depressed. She kept yelling that my depression was not her fault and that she and my father had done nothing wrong. At that point, the only secret I was keeping from my parents was that I'm gay. When my mom was done screaming, I said that I was depressed because I'm gay. In reality, I had no difficulty coming to terms with that fact. At the time, I was just tired of being yelled at. A few months after that, my family moved and I never saw a therapist or any mental health professional again. I felt, so, I felt so terrible about the lies I told her and the stress I put my parents through. After we moved, I still wanted attention, but I didn't want to lie anymore. I asked my parents if they could take me to a new therapist, but they never did and I never asked again. To this day, I never told them I was all a lie. I feel so bad about what I did. I am ashamed that I lied about such a deep, terrible, heartbreaking topic. I am so deeply sorry for what I did. Wow. You know, for a real short story, there was a lot in there that you could really look at and, and try to understand just people in high school. 
I mean, we all went through high school, right? So we all understand how it works. High school isn't easy. It's not easy for any group of people. Some people get bullied. Some people get overwhelmed with schoolwork. Some people use it as an escape, but then just have to go back home. So, you know, honestly, even though what she did was wrong, she acknowledges it. She acknowledges it. And and you can really see when she starts talking about her family, how, how needing that attention really started at home. I mean, she even said in the article that when her mom got mad, she wouldn't talk to her for days. Somebody as your parent shouldn't isolate you or not talk to you for days. You know, somebody that loves you doesn't do that. And especially being a parent, being somebody that's supposed to take care of you doesn't, shouldn't do that. And it's also tough because during that time, our, our mental state, you know, not speaking on mental illness, but our mentality is so different, right? We, we think that we have to fit in or, or we need to have all these things that we see other kids in our school have. You know, for me, for example, I, I would always see a kid in my school that, you know, had nice, nice shoes, for example. I wanted nice shoes. So being in high school, it really is that that mentality that that kind of messes you up, you know, because in that time, you're not thinking about the future. You know, I think back on the past when I was in high school and none of that stuff really mattered. The only thing that mattered was that I socialized and I got through it. Right. So for her, you know, she was she was very young at the time. She was a freshman. She had just gone out of middle school. She's trying to be an adult or, you know, trying to kind of grow up a little bit. And she sees that she's get her friends are getting a lot more attention than she is. And she doesn't necessarily do the right thing, but she tried to do something. So it's very, it's very nice to know that, you know, what you did wasn't right. But, but like I said, I completely understand where you're coming from, that Especially right now, you know, mental health is, is, is kind of a touchy subject because you don't want to rub the wrong way. You don't want to think that it's, you know, you don't want to seem like you're making fun of it. You don't want to make people think that what you're doing, you know, is, is, is out of out of just to be rude or anything. But hopefully, you know, after a couple of years, after you got a little older, your family really started to show you support started to show you the attention, you know, you need it because we all need it. You know, we all need a little bit of attention being younger. You know, we need it. So I do hope that you got the attention you needed. I'm sure there's other parts in this story that you just haven't mentioned that have a big factor to do with the reason you thought the way you did about making up mental illness. But I also do want to say that I hope that the time you did go to therapy, it helped you a little bit because even though the exact reason you were there wasn't true, you went to therapy and you talked to somebody. And I'm hoping that in your brain, in your mind, that kind of helped you feel a little bit better, you know, because you got, you ended up getting the attention you wanted. You ended up getting the attention. You ended up talking to somebody and, you know, you ended up seeing that people ultimately care for you. And that's, and that is a very big problem in today's society. I feel, you know, I've seen it multiple times where, Sometimes you feel invisible and then people start to care when it's like too late or when or when you don't care anymore. And 
And that's not with just you or your school. And I'm not trying to personally come at anybody, but that's everybody. It happens with everybody. It's happened with me. It's happened with people I know. It happens with celebrities, you know. You, you see a celebrity, you know, that's living alive right now. Like, for example, Robin Williams. He was loved and everything. But when he died, he was just... It was like a tragedy. You know, people really started to, to care about him. Really started to respect his name. And and that, unfortunately, is a big thing that happens in today's world. And I'm sure it's always happened. Where you you want the attention from other people. You you need to, to know that somebody there is, is, is there for you. You know, somebody cares for you. But, like I said, I really hope that, you know, going to a therapist really um really helped you out really you know you got to talk to somebody and and get the attention you wanted don't feel bad about your family it wasn't your fault that you needed attention and you had to get desperate to, to find it it's not your fault so whatever your parents say to you don't don't take it personally they're just going through a hard time like you are and like i said we're not getting the full story ever again you know two paragraphs of what happened during that time so don't don't feel sorry for what you're doing to your family you know you guys can get through this every family has their problems you guys just got to talk it out you got to tell them how you feel and what you need and they'll tell you how they feel and what they need you know tell your mom that she shouldn't be the one turning her back on you when she's mad you know if you don't do it to her there's no reason she should do it to you who knows that one, one of those days where she turns her back on you 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 desperately need her then what's going to happen she needs to be there for you, regardless of how mad she gets. And everybody, all of us need to be there for the people we love, no matter how mad we get. I re- I'm reading the comments and somebody said, From someone with depression, anyone who goes this far to lie about a mental health issue just to feel someone care about them is not normal. And I do not look down on you for it. You did need therapy. You did need someone to truly listen to you. And you got that only one way you were able to. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like I said, it's, it's not, it's not right. And you obviously know that. So I'm happy that you were able to actually get attention from somebody and that you were able to, you know, have somebody listen to you when you really needed to be listened to. There's no, there's no reason why you should feel so alone. You know, I'm hoping your friends were able to understand why it was that you did what you did, you know, even though they had mental issues, hopefully they didn't take it the wrong way. Hope you were able to make friends where you first moved, where you, you know, in your new school where you moved to, you were able to make friends and, you know, just, just learn, just learn that if you have to beg somebody for their attention, they don't deserve your attention and you don't need their attention. People that truly care about you are going to give you the attention Regardless, regardless of what you say, how you are, how you act, how you laugh, how you dress, whatever. People that truly care for you will always be there for you. All right, we have another article here called I Relentlessly Bullied My Sister for Years After She Was Born. My mom and dad were the definition of in love, and everything was perfect until she passed away while I was still a child. Both me and my dad were beyond heartbroken. One of our main supporters was my aunt, who was a spiritual mother to me. For a while, dad didn't go on dates and focused all his energy in taking care of me, as if to make up for my mom's loss. He eventually started dating a woman, 
which is my current stepmom, and even married her. She's all right. She was meaner, became softer. We got along understandably good. Her and dad were quite in love for what I can tell. When I was 10, she gave birth to a baby girl, my half-sister. I was excited at first because most of my friends had brothers. She was a regular baby, but my dad and my, sis- my stepmom adored her. The first month I considered in natural parent behavior when they had a newborn, but then seeing her mom showering her with kind of love that I didn't know this woman could feel and essentially seeing my dad shifting his main priority from me to her made me start to resent her. What is worse, the only person that asked me if I ever felt left out was my aunt? I vaguely told her about my feeling as she talked to my dad, but I still couldn't get over my jealousy and envy for the baby. I started to do small things that would put her in discomfort, such as hiding her toys, knocking her over over her food or play sets by mistake, breaking her favorite dolls. My parents caught on it, but blamed the context and I figured I'd stop as we had grown up. I didn't. And the best part, as I was getting older, I became to have much more responsibilities towards her. I even offered to do things for her so I'd get the opportunity to make her hurt. More than one time, I was to pick her up from school and I conveniently forgot, or happened to run incredibly late, missed several buses, and so on. Inclined to do so, the worse the weather was. Everything I could, I did everything I could to see her sad, and at some point could even say her suffering was bringing me joy. I loved picking fights with her and I was quite the master talker, managing to guilt shame her almost all the time. I was always belittling her, her, especially in public, never hesitating to point out her flaws. My parents were both Asians, but her mom is white, so she's interracial. A thing that I never cease to exploit, telling her she's not part of our culture, but neither white. Also, rather than that since she's mixed, she can't look good in either of the stereotypical styles. It was pure happiness for me to see her breaking. She loved me and saw a role model in me, and I was taking every chance I had to take her down. Why? Because I felt like she stole an important part of my life from me. At some point, I started to lose interest and was mainly doing it because it happened. I eventually gave up completely as I started to focus on my goals and projects. Only later, I realized how wrong I was to put her through all that. But I never tried to make it up to her, mainly because she didn't ever, ever blame me, and I have no idea how. Now that we're mo- more or less with our own lives, I keep in touch with her, but we're not really close. We never were. At. I regret, but not really much. More like when you have two ice cream flavors to pick, and after you ate one, you wish you picked the other. I'm trying to let it pass, and hopefully, neither mine nor her childhood will experience anything similar. I'm sorry, neither mine nor her children will experience anything similar. All right, so I'm kind of glad I put this one out, you know, because I I kind of relate to this one, and um, I'm making it about myself only because I relate to it so closely. My mother got married to a man after her and my father separated or whatever and he had kids and we were about the same age never a year year older than me and um they had they had one son that was a year older than me and another one that was uh, about five or six years older than me he was older and uh now that i read this story from the perspective that i would have seen their story on is that their mother left and my mom came in so they had a huge hate for my mom their huge hate for my mom translated to them hating me. And obviously they're not gonna be able to bully my mom, right? So what did they do? They bullied me. I remember being bullied by these kids every single day. And it was the exact same thing. They would always belittle me. 
They'd always point out my flaws, always made me feel less important than I was. So now reading this story, I really get to understand their perspective, right? Eventually, we moved on with our lives. I don't talk to either one of them or their father. I just moved on with my life because that's something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to have my own peace, so I made it. But now that I get to read it from this perspective, I do understand their frustrations towards what the situation was, you know? Their mother wasn't there. You know, I, I I guess it just it's a different type of person, right? Because my father wasn't there, but I didn't hate them. I was just trying to get along with them because whatever, we lived in the same house. We had to see each other every day. But I really hope that, you know, at some point in your life, you can talk to your little sister about it. Even though she never brought it up, that doesn't mean she doesn't think about it. Even though you guys stay in touch doesn't mean she doesn't resent you for it, you know? And I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I want to make you understand that. In my case, I don't I don't bring this stuff up because in right now it's not convenient for me. You know, it's not it's not it doesn't make sense for me to bring stuff up like that because I you know I I don't think about it. I forget about it. I don't need anybody to to, to talk to me about it. You know, we, we we all we all understood what was going on. I understand the situation they were going through now, and now they understand my situation. So I do think that it'd be good if you took some time to talk to your sister and explain to her that, you know, you were kids, you know, you, 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 you needed your mother there. Unfortunately, she passed and nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can ever belittle that. Nobody can ever, you know, bypass that. Like, it's not important. You needed your mother. You were, you were completely completely correct in being angry at the situation it's not fair to go through as a kid and and you know hopefully it never and doesn't happen to your kids like you said but I do think that talking to your sister now that you're adults sitting down and really getting everything out there because who knows she might tell you some things that you wanted to hear or she might tell you some things that could help you feel a little bit better but both of you guys having the chance to talk about it as adults is is important and I hope you guys you know can work through it and get closer if anything you know you guys are essentially family but yeah I hope you guys I hope you guys are able to get past it that was a good uh, article and you know you're brave for speaking about it you're brave for bringing it up because you know, I'm going through these comments and you're getting some hate. And, you know, we can never take that away from you. You're a kid. I hope you're doing good and I hope your sister is doing good. I hope you and her both get to talk and fix things. And I hope you feel better about what you went through as a kid. And I hope she can forgive you for anything that, you know, you did to her. And you guys can start from now. All right. That's, uh, that's it for today with the articles. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed them. And, you know, if you're, you know, if you guys are going through anything, you can always talk to somebody. Stuff like that shouldn't just be bottled up. It's not good to bottle up. But this is Different Lens Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next week.